Menlo Park. And over these last couple of years, I've been able to build a, a pretty good relationship with Minister Phil, who, who's, who's now uh, not, not here anymore. But Hockford definitely has a very um, close place um, in my heart uh, because of Phil and, and, and also seeing you guys at the um, All Hawk Retreat. So today I have a message uh, prepared for you um, and it's going to look at the concept of the church. Um, are we longing to come back? Um, so as you guys are all into the routine of, of watching online, um, giving online, Zoom meeting after Zoom meeting, um, I just want to take today to reignite in your minds and in your hearts the importance of church and instill in your hearts actually an eager desire to long to gather back with God's people. So today's message I've prepared is, are we longing to come back? Are we longing to come back? So will you join me in prayer before we begin? Let's pray. Oh God, our Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your spirit who comes and indwells in our lives. We thank you for building the church and making us long to come back with our brothers and sisters in this church community. Lord, I just pray that you help us to put any distractions aside and, and steady our hearts so that we once again can be refined by your word and our lives can be restored to our fullest potential. So, Lord, we pray that you be with us for the next uh, half an hour or so as we open up your word and as we ask your spirit to move mightily in the community at Hockfall and also in our individual spiritual lives. So, Lord, we praise you. We give you all the thanks. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. Let me just pull something up. Okay. What are you missing in your life? Now, I want you to, for a second, to think pre-COVID lockdown, uh, quarantine, think late last year, think early January, February of 2020. What are some things that you miss? Now, some of you are like, I miss, you know, freely going to the beach. I, I miss going to the gym. I miss hanging out with my friends uh, without social distancing and without face mask, being able to fool around being able to give a high five or a handshake. Some of you who love work, uh, a lot of you are missing the office or maybe the free food and the benefits that you get in the workplace. You know, whatever it is, I think all of us, we're missing something. You see, COVID has totally turned upside down and, and the new normal is actually Zoom and face mask. Right? It's so normal that some of our calendars have up to 10 Zoom meetings per day. Right, one day, one youth kid said to me, Ben, I have nine Zoom meetings in one day. And I'm thinking, how do kids survive these days? You know, back in my days, back in 1988, when I was born and in, in, in the 90s, um, we got things pretty bad, all right? Our parents used to discipline us. Um, our parents used to, like, hit us when we were kids, when we misbehave. These days, you can't hit kids. Um, and I'm thinking, but I think, I don't know what's worse, all right? Getting disciplined by my parents or having nine Zoom meetings per day. I, I think that's actually far worse. And you know, something else is a new normal? Face mask. All right, I've been observing when we first started, 
uh, people were trying to get their hands on surgical mask or N95, uh, you'd be lucky if you had one. Now, you're actually out of fashion if you wear those. I'm looking around everywhere I go. People got Adidas face mask, Gucci face mask, Nike face mask, all these branded face masks. You see, Zoom and face mask is the new normal. But no matter what these two serve during the pandemic, I think we are all actually missing life before COVID. And nothing beats meeting face-to-face -face with a loved love one. Nothing beats being able to talk freely without social distancing and wearing a face mask. And it's fair to say that we're actually all missing life before COVID-19. Now today, I want to specifically speak to you about missing church. Missing church. Now, I remember going camping with a couple of friends back in Australia when my body was still able, when I was still young and I will do such things. And now being 32, I'm, I'm starting to feel the full effects of my age waking up early, sore legs after a small hike. You know, I really doubt I can ever go on a long hike again or camping trip. But I recall this special event with my friends if it was yesterday. Why? Because there was no hot showers. After a full day of hiking in the Australian hot sun, we couldn't have a nice shower to clean ourselves. We also didn't have enough food because here we were, a bunch of strong Australian males thinking we could catch our own dinner. So we packed very little food. Obviously, that didn't work out. And to top it off, it was freezing at night and a few of us got sick and we had to share the same tent. It was like this incubator where all the germs were just hanging out the whole time. So you can imagine in my mind during this time, complaining during this whole trip because I was like, you know, the youngest in the group. Everyone else was in their early 30s. I was only 19 at that time. But this trip made me think of the things that I actually missed back at home. A nice hot shower, a table full of food prepared by my mom, a nice comfy bed with no germs. Now, one thing that I never thought I'd miss, but I actually missed the most, was actually gathering with everyone at church on a Sunday. Now, some of you may not immediately relate to this, but I was actually surprised to discover that going to church every week, listening to a pastor speak in person, hearing the voices of worship, catching up with my friends after service, are all the things that I actually deeply needed. And I just missed so much whilst I was on this camping trip. And it got me thinking, I wonder whether for you, being nearly seven months in since you last gathered together physically as a church, as Hock 4, if you miss church like I do, do you miss worshipping in the presence of others and hearing them sing live in person? Do you miss getting to hang out with, with your friends after church? Do you miss the awesome church lunches that you guys have at Hock 4? Do you miss the Sunday schools, the fellowships? Do you miss church? You know, a couple of weeks ago, one of our youngest EM kids um, in middle school, she said a prayer and she said, God, I just pray that COVID-19 will go away so we can physically get back with one another at church. You know, one of our elderly church members who, who haven't been able to connect with us virtually said to me on the phone, Ben, I am extremely depressed not being able to come to church and meet everyone face to face. Now, I wonder what you feel or what comes to mind when you hear those two statements. Maybe some of you can identify and relate. Some of you, you probably can't relate. But whatever it is, I want to address something very important. But before I do that, I just want to state right at the beginning, I'm not advocating for Hock 4 to come back without social distancing and masks. All right? I appreciate online worship. I love online church. I love all the pros it brings to non-believers and those in our community. I love the convenience 
So don't misunderstanding me. I'm not advocating for everyone to just go back physically to Hock 4 to worship without social distancing or mask. But what I do want to address is this. Where does your heart lie during this time? Where does your heart lie during this time? You see, we are all inherently social beings. The way we were created by God is that we need each other to survive. Or we all want to feel connected and be connected. And that's why we have these modern statements like fear of missing out, FOMO, or TFTI, thanks for the invitation. Well, those are birthed out of because we are simply social beings. You see, a month ago, one of our elderly members, who used to be a fellow researcher at Stanford, he sent me a talk from the Stanford Health Department. And research shows that people who are socially isolated have mortality rates similar to smokers and twice the mortality rates of obesity. In other words, social isolation is deadly and feeling socially isolated is actually associated with this, a 29% increased risk of coronary heart disease, a 32% increased risk of stroke, a 64% increased risk of developing dementia and a 26% increased risk of death. And when I first came across these stats, I was completely shocked. It shook me up. We weren't originally designed to do life virtually. You know, we are actually social beings in need of social interaction. Now, things like video chat, Zoom, YouTube, Facebook Live, TikTok, Instagram, even house party, all the things of connecting us, serving us during this quarantine, it will never be able to replace physically meeting together as the church. All these online memes takes us away from the physical elements of many of our activities. Now, throughout this time, I've heard from many people, it's not the same meeting your work contacts online. You'd rather see their face. You'd rather shake their hand. You'd rather see their expression. Many have also shared it's not the same when we're able to just meet on Zoom. I'd rather give them a hug or a high five. You know, a lot of you guys will not travel to on Google Earth or look up YouTube videos of holiday destinations. You'd rather go to the place in person, right? You see, all of these things that we are missing reveal the very fact that we are embodied people. We are embodied beings. Our bodies are a key part of who we are. And our bodies have to be, uh, when our bodies are excluded from such of a daily experience, we begin to notice the loss. You see, from the beginning of time, when God created Adam and Eve and formed humanity from their union, we're actually embodied souls created in his perfect image. So we're not just a bunch of cells that float in space. We're not just screen names on Zoom or FaceTime. We're actual human beings. We have things like smell, taste, touch, feel, and we feel our way through the physical world that God has created. You see, I recently was talking to my cousin living down in San Diego. And his fiance is in Taiwan now. And he was telling me, Ben, it's just too hard to do a long distance relationship. I can't wait to meet my fiance again. And I believe if you're in any type of relationship now, it doesn't even have to be a romantic relationship, could be a familial relationship. I'm sure you'll not simply accept long distance relationship. It simply can't work out for the long term. So it should be the case when it comes to thinking about our church family. Are we missing each other? Some of you might argue with me. Well, Ben, I see others on Zoom. We can't physically meet at church right now. It's not safe to do so. I understand all that. But I want to instill in your heart today, this morning, what is the church and why should we have a longing to gather back? So first one is this. What is the church? 
What is the church? The church is simply put in the original word, an assembly, a gathering. It means to be called out, related to a group of people who are called out by God and called into his presence. So we are God's people who have been called out and called into his presence. And in the New Testament, there is this expectation for these people who are called out by God to gather and to come together. So 1 Corinthians 14.26 addresses this. It says this, What then shall we say, brothers and sisters, when you come together, each of you has a hymn or a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue or an interpretation. Everything must be done so the church may be built up. In the Acts church, this is what they did in Acts 2, 42 to 43. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Colossians 3.16 Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all the wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. You see, therefore, what we're doing at Home of Christ for with Zoom services in the time of coronavirus restrictions is not the ideal plan. This should not be forever. Though I believe we should continue to be up to date with online services, and I hope everyone, every church has an online presence. Um, we can reach those who are outside the community. We need to have a longing to meet together physically and be the church that God intended. Now, some of you may say to me, well, Ben, I can sing. I can listen to the sermon at home. I can still encourage someone over text. Uh, we can have a dinner party on Zoom. And you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But let me tell you this. There's no experience on earth like the whole church lifting up their voices to sing together, raising their hands, clapping, seeing our hearts out to God with one another and hearing the sermon preached live in person. It's the moment that can never be fully appreciated or experienced virtually. Now, those of you who have been to an orchestra concert and you compare that to a YouTube recording, you know what I'm talking about. For those of you who have been to a live NFL game or a basketball game and you compare that to watching it on TV, you know what I'm talking about. You see, the reality is this. We can't sing to each other through a screen. If I'm having doubts, if I don't feel like worshipping, guess what? I can simply mute myself. I can turn off my video. I can even tune out. But if I come to church and I'm dealing with anxiety, if I'm dealing with depression, if I'm dealing with any pain or doubt or suffering in my life, I can at least hear the brothers and sisters around me sing. And when they sing and when they lift up their voices to God, that singing encourages me. You see, there's plenty of times in my own life when I come to church. And to be honest, I don't want to be there. I've had a rough week. Things aren't going well within the family, within ministry. I'm greeting a lot of people. I take my seat. And to be honest, I don't even want to open my mouth to praise God. But as I'm struggling with these thoughts and what's happened during the week, you know what encourages me? Every time I look around and there's this young kid or there's this elderly folk who's seeing 
and they're lifting up their hearts and voices to praise God despite their own difficulties in their own life. That's encouraging. And that's what it means for the church to admonish one another, encourage one another from songs from the Spirit. Now, let me say something at this point. It's much easier to hide our struggles behind the screen. You see, we can choose whether or not to join a fellowship or join a service. However, if we meet physically, we can actually keep each other accountable. Hey, I haven't seen you in a while. Hey, is everything all right with your family? I see that you look upset. Can I pray for you? Can we catch up for a coffee afterwards? You see, our human tendency is actually to hide our struggles and our weaknesses. But meeting physically actually pushes us outside of our comfort zones so that we can be held accountable and be built up as the church. Now, think about this. I'm sure your leadership team, your lay leaders have reached out to many of you during this time. But it's totally different when they ask you face to face, hey, how are you doing? Hey, you look upset. How can I pray for you? Hey, I, it seems like you, you're quite distressed over a situation that happened. How, how can I help you? It's totally different experience. So you need to ask yourself, do you actually feel the burn of not coming to church? Do you feel the burn of not coming to church? You know, for those of you who love to work out at the gym or like to go running and exercise, you know where I'm going with this analogy. It's all about having that burn, burning sensation when you work out or when you, when you exercise, your muscle fibers are, are getting teared up. If you don't feel the burn, you don't feel that tension, then you're actually not doing something, something right. right? You're, you're doing something wrong. Either you're not doing it in the correct form or you're not lifting enough weights. But when it comes to church, do you feel the burn of not coming and meeting face to face? It's been seven months now. And do you feel the burn of not being able to meet physically at the church? You've got to ask yourself this question this morning. Why? And if you don't feel the burn, then you need to follow up with another question. Why don't you care? Why don't you care? And do you need to reconsider your idea of the church? Just take a moment to briefly examine yourself and seriously ask yourself, that question, do you actually feel the longing and the burn of not coming to church? You see, like on this camping trip, I felt something was missing. For that week or so, I felt something was not quite right. And when I reflected, it was actually because I missed church and I missed coming to fellowship. God has created us as human beings. Each of us created so uniquely in his image we are embodied souls. And honestly, we're not meant for Zoom or YouTube or FaceTime. Though they have a purpose, they are not the end goal. Our end goal is to meet together physically as a church, day by day, attending fellowship, worshipping together, breaking bread together, eating together, and seeing together. And so until that day comes, until it's safe to do so, I want to encourage you guys at Hockford in two ways. The first one is this, bring the church to where people are. Bring the church to where people are. For now, we're all unable to meet. But remember, God has granted each and every one of you unique services for his kingdom. 
So we don't have to wait until we come to church to exercise those gifts. We can actually use those gifts right now in every area of our lives. You see, in the Bible, church is always a reference to people. It's not a place. The church is a body of believers that live out the gospel in their words and actions where God has placed them. So ask yourself, since we're not physically gathering at church, if I'm called out by God to be the church, then what ought I do to live out Christ and bring the church to where people are? You see, the church preaches the gospel. The church cares for those who are in need. The church builds and champions and encourages people to live out their God-given potential. You, being the church, those who are called out and called into his presence, you can also do the same. In your families, in your schools, in your phone conversations, in your Zoom meeting, you can actually take the church to the unchurched. And you can take the church to those who don't know Jesus. And when they see how you live your life, the way you connect with them, the way you love and care for them, they now understand what the church is. So whatever misconception or misunderstanding that they had of the church previously in the past can be corrected. Because as you live out your God-given potential and as you live out Christ, you are bringing the church into their lives. You see, that you are actually bringing Jesus into their lives. So they don't even need to step physically to the church. You can actually bring the church to them. You see, Jesus in his own ministry, he brought the message to where people were, right? Zacchaeus, the tax collector in his home. Jesus says, I'll meet with you today. The Samaritan woman at the well. Jesus brought the life-transforming message to where the people were. Likewise, as you continue to, to gather um, via Zoom, you can actually bring the church to your friends and to your family so that they can also experience the love of God. And it's as simple as this. Hey, we have young adults tonight. Would you like to join? We're watching a movie together. Hey, we have Sunday service. Or oh, the preacher is talking about anxiety. Or oh, the preacher is talking about what the church is. Hey, would you like to join? Here's the link. Right? We can start to bring the message of Christ to the people. And it's never been easier. In the past, it's always hard, right? Like you, you meet a friend and you, you're sort of like scared of that awkwardness when you ask them to come to church with you. And if they say no, you don't know how to follow up the conversation. But now you get to hide behind the screen. You get to send the link. And if they don't want to, it's okay. It, they just leave it on, on, on red. That's fine. Right? It's less awkward now. You can actually have the opportunity to bring the church to where people are. Second, as a church, you need to prepare to build for the future. All right? You need to prepare to build for the future. You know, growing up at church, I often hear people say this to me. Ben, this is the way we have always done it. This is the way we have always done it. This is the tradition and we can't change this. And we have always been doing this. Now I understand some things cannot change. The preaching of God's word, the importance of worship, reading our Bibles, prayer, coming together. These are good traditions that we ought to keep and continue to teach the generations that will come after us. But as we live in an ever-changing world and society, we need to start to adapt. You see, though our beliefs don't change, the message of the Bible stays the same. The way we do church can change. 
You see, in the past, it was all about traditional face-to-face -face service. And that's great. I'm not against that. But now the reality is we have to deal with these digital services meeting online virtually. But you know what? This will actually be the new reality. Even though I'm advocating for us to come back to church, but the new reality is that more and more people who are unchurched will start to go online to view our services. That will be the new way for newcomers to come and understand what church is. See, that's why we need to actually improve our websites, improve our services, either through Zoom or YouTube. We are actually preparing for that new reality. See, for my own church here, we normally have around 60, 70 members uh, that attend our, our, our live services. And, and we were happy with that. But we're starting to notice that in this new virtual reality, we have to start to adapt so that people who are unchurched or friends and family of those who come to our church can be introduced to the gospel. Now we have over 150 to 200 views per service. You see that difference? It's nearly doubled. We have to start to adapt to this new reality. In the past, we used to sit there in Sunday school, right? You guys, after service, you go to Sunday school, having information after information, your heads get bigger, but you fail to apply it with your hands. But now, have you actually learned? It's, not, it's no longer just about feeding people information after information. It's actually about equipping people so that when a crisis happens in our own lives or in our country, we're actually equipped to be gospel workers and missionaries. You see, in the past, Sunday school is just about getting more information and more information. You see what we're lacking in Sunday schools? to be actually equipped. So when a crisis hits our church, a lot of us don't know what to do because all we've done throughout our lives is just sit at Sunday school. But now we're actually forced to sort of share the gospel, to be gospel workers. And we're starting to realize that it's not just about consuming information anymore. It's about how to equip followers of Jesus in whatever place God has placed them. In the past, it was, be, it was all about gathering our church, which is great. Coming to church, it's great. Sitting there, listening to the preacher, and then going home. There's a Chinese word that, that sums this up very, very well. There's a Chinese phrase called zuo li bai, zuo li bai, which is basically means sit at church, right? Sit at church. But now, have you noticed after the pandemic, people are longing for genuine connection now? It's no longer about come to church to zuo li bai. It's about genuine connection. Because of what has happened, we are actually all learning that we actually want to be more connected, not just come to church anymore, but to actually have a genuine connection with the people at church. In the past, it was all about attendance. So many churches always have to write about their attendance on their newsletters, and, and, and that's fine, every church to, to their own. But now it's actually about engagement. How many people are we actually engaging with the gospel? How many people are getting plugged into life groups and into baptism classes? You see, no longer is it about numbers now because numbers can be skewered, right? But it's about disciples and it's about making disciples for Jesus. You see, our perspectives need to start to change. 
no longer, and I think this pandemic has, has turned the church upside down. No longer are we just doing things for the sake of doing things. I remember coming to Home of Christ uh, in Menlo Park three and a half years ago, and I asked people, why do you guys have Sunday school? And sure enough, out of the 10 people I ask, the 10 answers that I get is this. Ben, it's because we've always done Sunday school. Okay. Is that, is that all? Yeah, it's because we've always done Sunday school. You see, we can't just be doing things for the sake of doing things. As a church, we need to adapt to this new reality. Yes, we need to have a longing together back, but we also need to cater for that new reality. So how can we be more effective in this day and age in building the church of God? This is something for you guys to think through, for your leaders to discuss. Yes, come back to church when you can, when it's safe to do so. But each and every one of you have unique gifts and talents to build that new reality. Maybe that's improving that website, improving that YouTube service. Hey, being the video man so that, um, people can tune in to, to Home of Christ for. Are we willing to move forward as a church? Not neglecting the primary stuff like preaching the word of God, worship and fellowship, but are we willing to move forward and see the kingdom of God advance here on earth in new ways like never before? So a whole generation of people who are unchurched can come to know the Lord Jesus. Let's pray. God, our Father, we thank you for reminding us today what the church is. The church is a gathering of believers who are being called out and called into your presence. Lord, help us to be the church and to bring the church to where people are. Help us to live out the gospel. Help us to no longer do the things simply for the sake of doing things. But help us, oh God, to think of new ways to advance your kingdom here on earth, to build for the future of the church where young and old can come and connect and experience church before actually physically gathering at church. Lord, help us with new innovations, with passion, with wisdom on how to navigate the next couple of months so that we can prepare to build a church for the future. So Lord, I thank you for Home of Christ 4. I pray that you do that good work in them and you call a whole new generation of people who are willing to be used by you to express their gifts and use them to their fullest potential so that your name, your glory will be held in high honor. And I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.